You're listening to Deep Cuts with Antoine Reed. Episode 36, Christopher Moore, Carolina Blue Cigars. Change phones. My one of my phones is has the COVID nineteen. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh that the COVID nineteen. I'm good though. I'm good. I thought I was gonna get you on my earpiece, but it's fine. I'll make do. But it's okay. It's quiet. This is my this is my nightly spot, so it's fine. It's my nightly spot. As you can see, I'm from the usual apartment spot, so it's just me. So hopefully, hey. we don't have any. Uh, mishaps or distractions? <laughs> no, I, I, just, hey, we got to do it where we can do it. <laughs> exactly. So I'm excited to be on your show, man. I've been like a, a fan <laughs> since this whole thing started, and I saw your uh, all the guests that you had on your on your show. It was just like amazing. I was like, wow, I know some of these guys, and they was talking. <laughs> I'm like, you don't get to see that often, so I was like, very, you know, like wow. One day I'm gonna be on the show. Boom. <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah, it was funny because, like I said, I tell people when I first started this, I had no idea what I wanted deep cuts to be. I was just right. like everybody else, you know, under quarantine and kind of stuck at home and right. didn't know how long it was gonna last. Didn't know if it was, you know, the east, you know, by Easter we'll be like out and about, or by May, and then here we are in August and. Uh, I'm still kind of staying kind of put <laughs> at home, um, doing my part, I guess, uh, not to go out too much. And But you know what? It's been a blessing because I've been able to save a lot of money staying at home. <laughs> exactly. A lot of money, a lot of time. You yes. kind of rip through that work day that you were like, wow, before. Right, right, I was right. telling people that I know, I was like, you know, right. before, like when I work in the office, I could have like three tasks to do and it would take like all day. Yes. And now I have like tasks and I could get them done. Right. And by lunchtime and then have the rest of the day to kind of really organize and really put some thought to some bigger right. projects that I always put off because I would say I didn't have the mind capacity to deal with those because they would be like four o'clock. So, right. um, you know, so when I started to do this deep cuts thing, I, like I said, I didn't know what I want it to be or, or do and people kind of caught on and, People have been enjoying this whole thing of, of getting to know people and getting to hear from people and getting mm-hmm. to know new brands. And so I took a little summer hiatus <laughs> to kind of get through some, some other work and some magazine right. stuff. And then when I brought it back, I was like, now, who can I get to, like, kick off, like, the part two of this this whole thing? And I was Jeez. like, and I just, <laughs> you know, and I, for people who don't know, um, you know, you have a story coming up in tobacco business. So... Right. I, I had just gone through your whole story for the tobacco business, and I was like, this is a really cool story. Yes. This is somebody that I think, you know, on Deep Cuts, this is about going deeper than just those companies that we all know or see on different websites and different review sites. So I was like, let's just really, like, go to to what the name says and, like, let's really go start going deeper into the cigar industry yeah. and bring up some people that people may not know, but I think they're cool people, so... Like I said, um, I mean, we have a about a, an hour today or okay. 55 minutes now. And okay. 
um, what I want to do is just kind of go through your story. And okay. as people are listening, um, you know, hey, if, if you have questions for Chris, pose them. And when we get a good break in the in the story, I'll definitely uh, ask Chris. And, and yes. Yes. Um, it's a great way, like I said, to kick off kind of like the round two of, of all of this, uh, what I've been doing. So I'm excited to uh, kind of extend my platform to you to help get the word out about what you're doing and your cigars and i appreciate it we, we're, we're at a we're at a great point right now um this whole COVID thing for some it's been a, a financial blessing for others it's been other things for us it's been a a uh stabilization sort of uh blessing uh my team we we've really gotten a lot of things accomplished over uh this six month uh period and we're even moving into another uh, uh, brand of cigars, which is like, I'm so excited about. So, uh, wow. um, but my story for the ones who don't know, um, I always start off with, I'm the 30 year vet. People are like, you've been in Army 30 years. Yeah, I've done it all, seen it all, more than I want to see. Um, me, I'm, I'm originally from New York, family in North Carolina, family in, in Dominican Republic. And that's where my, tobacco comes from uh on the eastern side of the state as you know because you're from the area new Bern, havelock area is is the uh at the black dirt area of the state charlotte is more of the red dirt so i kind of grew up in that area summers there doing the tobacco the whole barn thing picking it earning my little summer's money and as and on the same side as the other side of the uh the water did the same thing so after my and I'm cutting the story short so we can go to some other things more interesting. <laughs> so, so um, once I got, once I went to, went to, I actually went to uh, school, Fable State first, and then I moved back to New York. No, in the middle of that, I joined the military. So, um, you know, it, military is military. But once I started, you know, once my, last duty station i was in dr and an uncle my uncle approached me was like hey don't you want to you know because i'm a big golfer i love golf that's like my side chick so to speak you know? <laughs> gets <laughs> golf gets everything which i haven't been doing lately of but i was playing in a tournament in dr and he's like hey i didn't know you were you know a golfer like i'm like yeah he's like what about you know how many people smoke cigars and play golf i'm like man at least two in every four so why you know you just do good in cigars. I'm like, man, I don't have time for that. Because I already have my retirement set up already, where I was just going to play golf, travel, and just do whatever I want to do. So he's like, come on, I think it'll work for you because you're, you know, you're military, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, man, I already work tobacco. Like, I know you, you understand how it works. I'm like, all right, let me think about it. So I thought about it for like two weeks, two, three weeks. I'm like, all right, who do we got? So he introduced me to uh, my first my first blender, which is Francisco de la Cruz, uh, well-known in the area. That's my man, always be my man. Uh, and then that's where it kicked off. And before I started, though, I, I understood the hard um, – aspect of the marketing and all that so i said let me see you know if people are gonna like i wasn't like sold yet 
So I'm right. like, all right, give me, you know, give me like 500 sticks and I'll just pass them out at my golf tournaments and I'll pass my card out and I'll get feedback because people know me. So I was passing my, it, it took me like a year. I did it for like a year on uh, golf tournaments. And then everyone's like, yeah, where'd you get these sticks from? These are good. Like, you just handed out these $15 sticks. I'm like, what are you talking about? You know, I didn't believe it myself. Like, man, these, you know, like, seriously, these are good. I'm like, okay, these are golfers. So let me go find some shop owners. So I knew a couple of shop owners in New York, and I just, you know, gave it to him. He's like, hey, try these. He's like, all right. So he's like, yo, where did you get this from? I'm like, oh, somebody made it for me. He's like, these are really good. I'm like, you can probably sell these. I'm like, get out of here. He's like, yeah, I'm serious. So I'm like, all right. So after that period, I'm like, all right, let's do it. So I still wasn't sold. You know, it's still a long process. It's, I was still within like four months. So he's like, well, what are you going to call it? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> you know <what> I'm <laughs> I don't know. Like, what about Chris Moore cigars? I'm like, nobody's going to buy I, Nobody's going to buy a Chris Moore cigar. Come on, man. So I'm like, give me some time. I, I'll, you know, I'll think about it. So as I'm thinking, and I, I, was, I was getting close to my retirement, and I'm reflecting all the stuff that's been going on in my life at the time. And everything led back to, you know, where my grandmother was at and, and just just my childhood. And I'm like, you know what? A lot of things happened in Carolina, you know, through my life. So I'm like, Carolina Blue Cigars. And, like, and he's like, why would you name it Carolina? I'm like, I'm not talking about the basketball team. I'm talking about all the hard sweat that was in the tobacco fields. I'm like, I said, you think about it. We're in DR right now. What's Coach the Scott? He's like, Carolina Blue. I'm like, yes. Smoke Carolina Blues all over the world. So that that was the name that Howard generated. I said, well, people will think about, you know, when you go to a store, people are like, I can't remember the cigar, but it's from Drew Estates or blah, blah, blah. So, but somebody was like, hey, give me that Carolina cigar. And that's what they remember. So I wanted it to be an easy name. So, and then something that I could expand from. So that's where that came from. And thus the name Carolina Blue Cigar. Uh, the funny part is Carolina Panthers was my first customer. Wow. And it just expanded from that point on. And uh, here we are today, Carolina Blue Cigars. Yeah, so what I'm always interested in when I speak to like a small business owner like you, um, you know, whenever somebody thinks about having a cigar line, they think about the end product. <laughs> right. They don't think about the whole arc of the story from right. all the little pieces that the not so fun parts. Right. So what what for you was the most challenging part of, you know, of getting this whole business venture up and going? One was, you know, after venturing back, you know, I, I was smoking, you know, I smoked cigars here and there all pretty much everywhere so i'm like if i if i do this i don't want to give the customer just this the same cigar somebody already has on on the shelf which all of us try to do um i think a lot of people hear me say that if if i'm a, a boutique cigar guy i'm a i'm a bespoke guy it's like getting your own custom suit so i want to give you a cigar that you're not going to find anywhere, so to speak. It's just very few. And, you know, I can name a couple of guys like that now who have cigars out there, but I wanted to be that different guy. So at the same time, I wanted to give the customer um, uh, an experience. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what, I, that's what I go with, with the complexity, 
tasting the tobacco. You know, you know, I just wanted to give them the whole thing. So when you smoke a Carolina blue cigar under the, you know, Carolina blue skies, you're getting that whole experience. And that was the whole selling point of, well, that's what convinced me from my blender and the team that I have now is uh, they wanted to give their customers a great experience. And the team I have now, which I, which is uh, Caesar and Victor from uh, El Fuente is as soon as I walked in, it was a family thing. So whenever I go somewhere and they smoke, they're like, wow, I'm really enjoying this experience. And that was the whole thing. As long as I can do that, if I can continuously give the customer something different, something that tastes great, I will continue to do it. And I will always push myself to the limit to do that. I'm not going to just say, hey, I can roll this and take it. Carolina Blue, you're happy. So I take my time. That was my whole thing. That's That was one of the things that people appreciated about me, that I took a lot of time about what I was doing. I didn't just rush out, make me some sticks, make me that. So I had to get back into the blending. I had to get back into a lot of things, understand the business. So that, that's that's my whole process as it is now. And that's how I am now. For you, I mean, what, so you're hands-on brand Very. not one of these people who just say, wow, I see cigars are making this much money. So I'm going to tap yeah. into this market. Like talk about the importance of being of like really not just like getting into a business just because you think it might make money, but because you're really passionate about that product and that business and that industry. Well, the one thing I, I and people who, who met me early on, it was legacy. I'm like, I'm not just going to get in this to make quick dollars right away. And it's, it was something that went back to my childhood. So I'm like, I can't just produce and say, hey, give me 10 sticks. Let me uh, try them out and throw a band on. No, I want, I want to know. I wanted, I wanted everything that I put out, I wanted to be my, you know, blood and, and sweat. You know, I, my good friend in Charlotte, Damon, you know, we talk about cigars. My other good friend, Leo, we talk about cigars. And, and, I, and I want true feedback. You know, if the cigar sucks, tell me it sucks. Then I could like, okay. Even I'm hard on it. So I'm not gonna say, well, this is like fire. Everybody's gonna love it. Uh no. I can smoke something now. Like I'm smoking something I haven't smoked in a while. And I'm gonna I'm gonna in my mind smoke it as a customer and then smoke it as a a owner. But for the most part, I'm smoking as a customer because I want the customer to experience the Carolina Blue thing. So I'm really a very hands-on to what we do. I want the my whole thing was let's act like we've been here for a while. Let's just don't act like we just got here. Let's observe what everybody's doing, follow suit, but kind of go against the grain at the same time because, you know, things evolve. So, you know, I'm all about absorbing information, listening to what everybody has to say, meeting people, showing me different ways how to do tobacco, learning about different tobacco. So I know a lot, but I'm still learning. I'm still learning. Yeah, and who are some of those people – or companies that have really kind of opened their doors to you and, and taught you about the business and how to, like I said, build a brand because it's not an easy, it's not no. as easy as people think it is. <laughs> I, I have to give, I have to give props one here in Charlotte to Preston. He, he owns uh, 
Taylor Smoke here in, 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 in Charlotte, when, when he first started out, I guess it was his second year, he was like in a small area. Then I came along and we, we you know, we talked about things. I also have to give a lot of credit to uh, Maduro's in the Bronx, uh, Raymond. It's like I can pick up the phone anytime and just talk to him about different things. And uh, he'll give it to me 100%. He's like, no, Chris, don't do that. Or <laughs> even, you know, some of my general friends in the industry, you know, some I just mentioned that we'll have straight talks. I'll talk to, you know, even when I'm in DR, I go see my man, you know, at the factory. We sit there for hours and we talk about, like, everything. The most, I think the most incredible experience I have is when I went to the, the Davidoff uh, processing plant and trying to find tobacco. That was, like, one of the most amazing experiences I've ever had. And they're very honest about, you know, how to succeed about in, in the industry. And I just took that, you know, I, I, I met like so many different people. Um, my phone is just acting crazy. Um, I can name them all. It's like my first factory is like all the people from like LFD, uh, La Palma, La Aurora, uh, El Artista. They used to come over, you know, and just help me do a cigar because I was trying to make a cigar and they all came over and that, that opened my eyes like so much like this is a family thing right here. This mm -hmm. is not about you got the best cigar. You got the best cigar. That's when I knew everybody came to the table and I could just talk to them like we're just talking right now and that was so cool. Uh, I, I can name them all day long but it just, it just wouldn't matter. But that from that experience, I took it even further and say, look, I'm going to take you to the next level and that helped me get into Casa del Monte Cristo that whole, you know, uh, along with help with other people, but that just helped me sustain a relationship with different, with different, you know, brick and mortars that I have now. So, am I talking too much? I think I'm talking too much. No. This, <laughs> hey, this is like, like I said, this is about you. So I just like to sit here and listen. Like, um, I, I guess, you know, for me, like, I'm curious because like, I'm in the media. And right. I've been working in the media side since November of 2010 okay so almost 10 years in the media side and you know it's funny because it's only been until i would say like the last couple of years that i've learned that the cigar industry is as big as it is yes like it goes beyond the pages of the i would say the popular cigar magazines that's only like a small fraction <laughs> you know right. of the industry correct and i've been around even like uh retailers who have their own cigar lines and they go to some of the media people and the media people are like you know i don't cover you know i don't cover those types of cigars i only cover you the know big boys the people who, who can like pay you know pay a, a crazy amount for a banner ad on a website or a page in a magazine so like what's that experience been like for you just trying to get like you said the word of mouth and the awareness out in comparison to some of these other brands that can just they could just email out a press release probably and and right. in five minutes be on twenty different websites. <laughs> and you know, and, and have the retailers calling up saying, I'm ready to buy it right now. What's your experience been like as a small business owner? You know, in the beginning, I was on that crazy train. I even went out and bought a billboard. I don't know why the hell I bought that. That was like the worst money I I should have just drank it away. But uh and I don't drink. But uh, I went on board a billboard. I see that didn't help. But I just noticed, I'm like, you know what? If you just be personable, 
um, relatable and just put the information out. People, in a sense, it's like people will come, you build the people will come thing. In a sense, that's true. In a sense, it's not. Um, I I was just being like, if, like if somebody would talk to me online, it's me talking to them. So they, right. a lot of people understood that, oh, that's the owner, you know. Sometimes I may answer the phone like it's not, or or answer the ad like it's not. I act, I'll, I'll act like it's someone else. So they won't <laughs> ask me a bunch of questions. So I act like, oh, that's the marketing person. I'll get, he'll get back with you later. I do that sometimes. So, um, you know, because they, I, I can tell the, the crazy questions coming. So, but I, I think it's being. I, I'm just straight. I don't have nothing to hide about this business. It's it's out there. So even when I went to IPCR, 2018, I didn't go last year. I was very, you know, I was very honest with, you know, a lot of people that I met, you know, and, and, and another, another good, good friend, Don Williams from, uh, he's a rep at AJ. He helped me with a lot of, you know, decision makes that I had to do. And he introduced me to people. And I was like, look, this is what I'm going to do. I give him a cigar. And like, Ooh, this is pretty good. You know? And they follow me like, ah, this is a genuine guy. So I tell people all the time, even Sean, I have to give Sean some credit too, because I met Sean in Charlotte for the first time and we've been, you know, contact ever since. Sean Williams, of course, of course, he, everybody knows who that is. And he was like, yeah, you're doing the right thing. Take your time. And that's what I continue to do. So as I cross different plateaus and I meet certain people, like, you know, different people in the, in the media, like yourself, Cigar Brad, Cigar Table Talk, you know, Cigar Nova, uh, Fred, all these different people, let them spread the word slowly. And however it comes out slowly, that's what I'll meet the demand of. You know, I'm not trying to make a million dollars overnight. It's not going to happen. And I'm putting in a lot of work right now to be, you know, successful of what I do. It's for anybody who's ever come to one of my cut lights, it's like, like this guy looked like he'd been here for 10 years. Cause I'm not just gonna come up there with two boxes and like, hey, buy some cigars. No, <laughs> you know, I'm not. I'm gonna have everything that needs to be done. You know, I watch the professionals do it. This is how it needs to be done. This to some the point, it's a tradition. So I try to stay within that tradition, but also outside the box a little bit more. So that's all I can tell myself is just continue to give out good products, continue to be genuine, and if I can't do it, I say I can't do it. I don't make promises that I can't do. So that's all I can be is myself. And now I know a couple months ago, like for Cigars and Leisure, we did the story on black owned cigar brands. Right. Um, which it was pretty popular. I mean, it had like 9,000, 10,000 page views. So that right. was a pretty big deal for us. Um, you know, like, for, but since you are one, <laughs> And you can speak to this because there's a lot of, of, of feedback on this story. So I'm always curious as you being one of these black. Right. Uh-oh. Um, Here you comes. Know, Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. This is like one of those like touchy topics that you, you only hear on deep cuts. Um, what is your experience like? You know, because there, I, I heard the, the, I heard the entire spectrum of the, the argument. I heard it from like, good for you all for pointing these, you know, businesses out and giving them a platform to, you shouldn't be pointing, you know, it was a complete run of the gamut. So what's it like for you? Speak to that experience. Me, I can, I can call it on both sides of the spectrum. But when your business, business is business, the only two friends you have are green and plastic. 
So if you if you do your business correctly and you give a good product, there's no side for 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 oh, I, I'm, I am what I am. Um, yeah. There's no way around it. In the beginning, I didn't want to be seen on my website. I didn't want to be seen on anything that we did. I just wanted the brand to sell itself. And then once people understood and then they start asking, who's Chris? Here he is right here. Because it shouldn't matter. I know it shouldn't matter, but it does. Uh, because we know the business is mostly Caucasian or Hispanic owned. It, it is what it is. I mean, right. and you have a very few successful black owners, Dean, um, even though he has a Hispanic background, and you have Mark for uh, BMC uh, uh, Blue Magic up there in Nicaragua, and you had Sean in the beginning, so you got a handful. So now you have a shitload, should I say, I'm going to just say it like it is, mm -hmm. come out, and they see so an opportunity, like, hey, I like cigars, I want to give have cigars for my friends, I want to enjoy, you know, the fruits of what it gives. But at the same time, you have, you know, the ones that's been in it for a long time. It's going to like, okay, do these guys understand the the culture of, of what it takes and not just throw us, not just throw a ban on a cigar and say, hey, this is yours, you know? So I can understand what, what those other guys are saying. And I can understand what the guys like me are saying, like, hey, I like cigars. I want to, I want to do good in this business. And here's my presentation is the only thing like I I also stress is like, hey, if you're gonna do this, do a great product and understand it from the bottom, from the seed to the shelf. Right. And if you can do that, nobody can say anything to you. you like nobody. But if you don't understand any of that in the middle and you're just getting the shelf product, then yes, people are gonna look at you funny. And I get it. You know, when I first came out, this guy, one guy said, well, how did you afford to get your own company? I'm like, <laughs> do you like it or don't you like it? Right. <laughs> you know, and I get it. It's 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 a, you know, backdoor thing, old man's, you know, golf course business deal. I get it. But times are evolving. But in a, some degree, we still need to keep some of that. But, you know, you got women smoking, which is great. Um, you got mm -hmm. younger guy uh, younger people smoking when i say younger over 21 uh, <laughs> um and it, and the industry is getting on a bigger scale but it's still a small scale so but you know the fda helped us out last week you know that we can keep pushing and uh and it's a good thing that's a good thing yeah so. and i do think the the whole bit i mean from my experience is the visibility part is important and I, was, I feel like I was like you. I used to be a behind-the-scenes kind of person right. where they didn't need to know who Antoine was. To me, they didn't need to know who Antoine was. They need to see my work, which right. was, at the beginning, it was graphic design, and then it transitioned to the stories. And then, you know, somebody, when I was at uh, TPE a couple years ago, you know, that's a trade show for those who don't know, um, you know, they pointed out, they said, you don't have a brand. And I was like, well, I'm not in a brand. I'm, I work for a product. And they're like, no, no, no. But you need to have your own brand. brand. And you need to I have your you. own personality because you push a product and you market a product through a, a brand, like a person, a platform. Mm. You know, they trust people. They don't trust just a, a random brand without a face on it. 
Correct. So that was my experience. So it's been a, a very interesting <laughs> experience as I get more comfortable as like morphing into this industry and getting right. out there and interacting. And then, you know, with years like this, with everything that's been going on, it's like, I feel like sometimes I'm the go-to person where somebody was like, well, what do you feel about this controversy? What do you feel about this situation? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> you know, right. it, I feel this way, but that's just my experience will probably be a completely different experience for somebody else and I try to I try to look at both sides so um and and it's and it's it was it was I mean it's it's a pressure that you know it's like any business I guess you come into something that you know I don't want to say it's far it's it's far to some you know because you get the end product all right thanks you get the end product and then you like you're in a in a territory where you're not familiar with. So, for this particular industry, I, it was good. To be honest, I didn't want to. Like I said before, I didn't want to do tobacco. I had a, I had my mind on something else. But I know how I am. I'll get back into the steps of really get deep into it. So I entrenched myself back into tobacco, like deep. You know, I was, you know, every day. You know, in it every day. So. When I when I go to T when I go to the shows like you know TPE like and when I went to IPCR I didn't feel out of place you know you know my social yeah, media really. it's, it's 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 like all right I'm in it like who does Carolina Blue I'm like I do so <laughs> <laughs> or I don't answer at all I'm like I don't know you know doesn't matter doesn't matter you know who cares about who who thinks about who owns LFD exactly. Nobody, really. You know, who, who, you know, nobody really thinks about it. They just smoke it. You know, you know, Drew Estates by because his name, part of it because of his name. But if you didn't know who his name was, you're like, all right, I like the cigar. And that's how I look at it. Yeah. And what I liked about your story, too, is that when you talk about the product, you talked about the importance of, like I said, within that product, not just around the product, but the experience. Right. Because, you know, I, I don't smoke a lot of cigars, right. but when I do, you always wonder, like, you know, I always look at what part of the tongue is going to stimulate, what part of the palate is going to bring to life. And there's some cigars that, honestly, they kind of sit at the same part of your palate, the same, there's no stimulation, there's no, like, as you smoke through it, it kind of just right. sit, settles, and that's it. Right. And it's like, that's okay, but it's not exciting. So the part that we, in the story that I was working on with you for tobacco business, it's like when you talked about the importance of that experience within that product, you know, giving people, you know, a cigar that transitions. Let's talk yes. about, for people who, because the story hasn't come out yet. It's coming out in a couple of weeks. So Ooh, can't wait. People haven't, people haven't read that part of the story. So just talk <laughs> a little bit about, like I said, that experience and, and what it goes and what, what it requires to create that kind of experience. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I tell people all the time, it's harder making a cigar than it is putting it on the shelf for me. If they don't know you, because uh, one, one or two of the cigars that we came up with, it took me about a month to really get it like perfect. Um, I shouldn't say perfect. There's no perfect cigar. To get it where the consumer would like it, mm -hmm. um, and then a few took, you know, a week. So that that process was like, oh my god, it's it's 
it, it was so, it was educational, informative, stressful, because at the same time, and I tell you why people don't realize this, is when you're making a cigar, you're trying to build its package at the same time. So you build a cigar and you're building a box at the same time, and you get going through that, and it's a whole lot of stress for someone my size. Because um, people know me, I'm, I'm a little, I like nice stuff. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not going to give you like a plain old Jane box, you know, and I'm taking advice from guys who's been around for a long time. I'm taking advice from shop owners like Chris, you need real estate. So the transitional point in the cigars was I want to give the customer, like it may start at a certain point and end at a certain point. I want, because most of the cigars on the shelf are like one taste all the way through. So I'm mm -hmm. like, I'm boutique. Let me give you two, possibly right. three, you know, possibly three. So if I can get you three for a good price, I'm giving you a great experience for a low price, you know, and that's like, oh, I want one of those Carolina, those Carolina blue cigars. You know, everybody loves my classic cigars because it was a traditional Dominican, but it had so much transition and flavor in it and uh, something I need to bring back. So when I went to the new, you know, blends that we have, which I call, I always call the factory, the, the, the cigar bakery, because it's like a bakery. We have so many blends. I mean, we probably have six, seven, 800 blends that we can go through and just create different stuff. And on the Nicaraguan side, it's the same thing. So, you know, and, and just my, uh, what I want to say, I don't want to, my palate is, is it's not, I, it's not like very particular, but I, like I said, I try to like, if I like it, I think somebody else would like it. You know, people like different cigars for different reasons, but I try to stick it in the middle where like, okay, I think the average person were like, oh, that was pretty tasty. You know, like, oh, oh. And some people that I know is like, they're like, oh, this was nasty. I'm like, yeah, that's going to sell. That's going to sell. I know that's going to sell because you said it was nasty, and I know it's going to sell. So, you know, things like that. So it's it's been fun. It's, it's, it's been a, it's been a hard, hard, it's very stressful. This, you know, I love what I do, but it's stressful. It's very stressful, you know, just in general. You know, I don't think about Am I putting out a big product? I think about what's next. That's the stressful part. Like, what's next? Like, you know, do I want to, how far do I want to go? And in, in the beginning, I want to say legacy. So I I kind of build, I'm, try, I'm trying to build it to where it's going to last or walk on its own. So it's taking, a, it's, and I'm going really slow with it. And I think we're putting out pretty good products. Yeah, I see several people have said that they like the Habano. Mm. Yeah, the original. Everybody talks about the original. But we're going to fix that. I got, <laughs> I see my friend Damien, so yeah, the Habano Connecticut. That was a great cigar. Um, as everybody knows, sometimes the, the crops don't turn out the same way. And I could have just threw another one together and said, here you go. But like, no, it's not right. Just like the Brazilian that, you know, uh, came, came, came to fruition, we couldn't find the wrappers. So I'm like, I could have put blemish wrappers on it and sold it, but I like no. I want it to be like I've been here for a while. So 
and my friend Humberto said, he said, if it was easy, everyone would have a cigar brand. <laughs> exactly. That's, so, that's, that's my, that's my thing. It's like, I even talked to, I even talked to him, like when I first started, it was like, wow, it was like, I'm like, packaging, that's like a pain in the ass. But uh, it has to be right, because that's, that's you. The, the packaging is your signature. You know, it's, it's like you go to a party, and if you're not dressed right, people are going to look at you like, why are you here? <laughs> right. So it's the same thing with the packaging. If you, It doesn't have to be like, you know, some outlandish thing, but it has to be, it fit who you are. And that's kind of what, you know, what we do about it. So. You know, if, if you, the cigar industry is all about collaborations. So if you had the chance to collaborate with anybody in the industry. Who would it be? Yeah. That's funny that you asked that question because I was just talking to somebody about that the other day. Uh, <laughs> It's two people that I that it's two people I would definitely want to collaborate with Dean from Epic. Uh and I would want my old blender to collaborate with my new blender. Oh wow. To see what and, they would come up with. Oh my god. If those two got together, it would be crazy. Crazy. So but you know those are those are the two, I, and, I, and I like, you know, I like uh guy from Warped. He does some good stuff. And I know that's uh, Agonorsa stuff, um, you know, but I'm not deep into them like that. I'm, I'm more into, like, Dean. Um, I haven't really smoked any of Sean's. I smoked one of Sean's already, but Dean, we have, when we talk, we talk for a while, so I'm kind of digging him. But I definitely want to get my old blender with my new blender. And we I've just... To ask you about Trace Ninas, <laughs> my three daughters. Yes, my three daughters. That is a uh, that is a it's gonna be an awesome project. I got one stick that might be ready. I, I have to definitely. <laughs> I have to. That has to be so perfect because I love my three daughters that I have, especially my youngest one that uh, I already know what hers is going to be. So it's going to be from three different regions, a Nicaraguan, uh, a, a Dominican, and I'm yet determined which the third one's going to be. I, hopefully I can get a Honduran, but I want to mix them all together and just have three different stick to re sticks to represent those three of their personalities. So that'll be the uh, Tres Niñas. And how excited were you with the recent FDA stuff that has gone on that kind of gives everybody a little bit more time to operate, I would say, as usual. You know what's, you know what's crazy about that? The day that came out, the FDA emailed me and said, hey, we got your account open. You can all you can upload, which is crazy. So then I read it. I'm reading the articles like, let me go get something to drink. <laughs> So I was like ecstatic. So it's like some pressure, but you know, me, I'm gonna still get the stuff done because I don't want them to come back and say you exactly. didn't get it done and you didn't have what you needed to have. So I'm gonna give them what they what they need. But it's no pressure now. So you know, I don't have a pressure date in two weeks. So I'm good to go. So I'm happy about that. And I have to spend a ton of money to do it, which is great. Damon which says great. to ask you about what's holding up Lorena. Then we got a lot of damn questions. <laughs> <laughs> um, Lorena, I, it's it's 
the only thing that's holding up Lorena is I cannot find the rappers. I cannot find Brazilian Aparaca rappers worthy enough to go on that cigar. That's the only thing. Other than that, all the other tobacco is ready to go. But it's the rappers. If you don't have the right rappers and you throw some other mess on there, it'll just, just mess up everything. So that is the answer, Damon. <laughs> that is the answer. Now, when you aren't smoking your own cigars, what brands are you kind of gravitating towards right now? What recent Ooh. releases are getting you excited? During this whole COVID thing and everybody's, I've been smoking everybody's stuff. Um, some good stuff, some not so good stuff. <laughs> um, but the one that I usually go back to, like um, Damon again, uh, introduced me to a Warp Cigar. I like his brand um, because it's, 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 I don't want to say it's similar to mine, but he does some things to it. I like Dapper Cigars. Um, who else did I smoke that I enjoyed? Um, I smoked uh, I like CLE cigars when I have them. But other than that, I've been smoking all the boutique stuff. I mean, I've smoked probably 60% of them. 60% of them. So I smoked a lot. Well, you see a lot of, I think you see a lot of fun things coming out of the boutique area of the industry. I mean, it's every year to me, the boutique people are the ones who are kind of playing around the most and they're not afraid to kind of, uh, go up against the grain right and do something completely like left field like the other ones that's a little bit of a coordinated like this is going to fit into our marketing plan this is going to fit into like the brand voice right so on and so forth and that works for them but the boutique people you know like i think of like matt booth i mean they're always willing to kind of like go outside the lines which is right to me how they build their following and they have their success exactly and and that's the that was the, you know just like i like like I'll go into the shop and say, "Hey, what you got new? Hey, I'll give me something." I just want to smoke it, just because I want to not to see where I fit, but to see what people are doing. So you know, not try, you know, I'm like, okay, okay, I see what he's doing with that. I'm like, okay. So when I'm actually then I'll you know a couple of weeks later I'll come back to mine and I'll smoke it I'm like oh, I'm like right there. You know, like okay, maybe I can do this, maybe I can do that. No, I'm just gonna stay right where I'm at. But it's good to, like, I tell owners all the time, smoke everybody else's stuff. Don't worry about yours. You got a ton of your own stuff. Smoke everybody else's. Because when you do an event, they're going to say, I smoke this or I smoke that. So you're going to know which stick to give them to compare to what they smoke. And, or you might want to introduce them to something different. So that's, that's, that's how I usually go with that like tonight you know last last week i was on this uh nicaraguan kick uh trying to get the new blend that i want and i, I like stop smoking them so i can kind of change my palate a little bit you know get it dried out and go back to it again so i'll know what's going on so that's i kind of switch from region to region two weeks here a week there you know, I don't do a Dominican and Nicaraguan and a, and a Honduran. I'll just usually do the whole region in one night or two days or something like that. So Now, this year, like you said, it's been a little bit different um, because of COVID, right. not being able to travel as much and get out there. So, so how have you been? I know you said you've gotten a lot done in this last half a year. 
um, you know, how has this year been for you as a small business owner? Like, what is something that you were able to actually get done that you don't think you would have been able to get done? Were we well, living under an alternate reality now without COVID? <laughs> well, I have I have to shout out, you know, uh, a marketing operations person that really like stepped up and helped me out with a lot of the marketing stuff. So we got all new everything, like everything. Everything has been replaced. We redid the bands over. Everything was redone. And I couldn't have done it without her. So uh, that was the main focus. I wasn't worried about making money. I wasn't worried about, I wasn't worried about any of that. That was the, you know, I originally was supposed to launch again in April. So all this happened, I'm like, wow, this is an opportunity for me to really get this down. So I'm like, let me fix everything over the next couple of months pushed a couple of sticks out for people to try. Then about this time of the year, come out with everything and then launch later. So that's that's where I'm, that's what COVID helped me do. Get all cross, dot all the I's, cross all the T's. And, and I'm happy about it. You know, some people made out like a fat rat. When it's time to go to TPE, like I'm going to go, you know, I was able to do the... Uh, the trade show, uh, you know, backdrop and all that. I was able to get that done. I don't think I would have been able to get that done on time if I was actually still doing getting cigars out there. So it gives me a time to stop and just pick a project, work it, pick a project, work it. So yeah, especially with TPE. I mean, you saw the announcement today that I did. To reschedule it to, to May I so did. that we won't have to walk. Hopefully, walk around uh, with mask on. With mask on and. <laughs> one-way aisles and all this weird stuff that was just going to make it a not-so-great uh, uh, event overall. I was not looking forward to it. Right. Uh, so I'm hoping with it being moved, I'm hoping things will be a little bit different <laughs> now, well, uh, basically a, a little under a year from now uh, with that. But, you know, like you said, it gives you at least a little bit more time to get ready for this kind of big re-debut uh, re or second coming, I would say. Right for your for your brand. So how is that going to affect the closeness of of PCA? Uh, well, for for me personally, I think PCA is its own show. <laughs> like it's more like PCA used to be when I started when I was going in 2015s like my first show. It had a lot of stuff like TPE, like it okay. had your vapor companies and your e-cigarettes, and they had their own corner of the trade show. And okay. then there was this big shift where it was like, we're going to just be about premium cigars okay. and we're going to be about pipe tobacco. And now, so that's their thing. So I think they are, I think they have that all wrapped up and handled. Um, TPE is different in that, you know, the cigar section is here. Right. <laughs> and then we have CBD stuff and we have right. uh, CBD, we have alternative stuff. We have right. a whole bunch of different products that, don't really fit into PCA. So okay. I know people like to hype up the, you know, you two are competing with each other, but I think we're two completely different shows. Yeah. So yeah. I think there's opportunity and especially um, next year now, I think, you know, in May you'll have opportunity to kind of get to meet retailers that you probably won't see at PCA and then vice versa at their show. So, right. So it should be a, a very nice spring slash summer for the manufacturers to build up new accounts, I yes. would say. 
I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. I was looking forward to it. I I, I kind of figured it would it would change because things aren't like moving in that direction, and it's it's really not far away. Right. So. Exactly. <laughs> so that's what, like I said, when we were looking at things, an opportunity came up to move the show. The powers that be decided, let's go ahead and take this opportunity because it right. gives everybody more time to do it. But right. I know what we are trying to do is we are trying to keep the education stuff timely. Okay. So we are going to try to do some virtual things in January that the details of it are being worked out now. But that way we can still, because there's still stuff that people need to know how to okay. do. So we're working on some marketing workshops and a lot of other different areas that will help everybody in the industry okay. um, just for that January timeframe since, you know, we're all going to be wherever. <laughs> so um, we're, we're working on a whole bunch of stuff. So there'll be more announcements and press releases and things that kind of lead up to that. So it's not like it's going to be a, a, see you in may right. <laughs> you don't hear from tpe right until then okay that's good I, I, I didn't think i mean you guys i i can tell the way you operate you, you, you both two different ways of operation so i was i was happy you know yeah i was gonna i was gonna do it last year and it just didn't work out but i was definitely on that train this year so. i know I, <laughs> I was like yeah you and i talked about it and i was like go ahead book that booth get it get yeah. it sorted out so yeah. i'm glad you'll you'll be there and I'm glad I'll, I'll be freed up a little bit more this May to walk around the show floor because usually I'm occupied with all the education stuff. So okay. I'm usually in a whole nother room right. and I just like emerge after hours, dazed and confused and the show is usually over for the day. So this year, hopefully I'll be able to actually walk around the show floor and, and do some videos and uh, talk to people and get some stories done for tobacco business and cigars and leisure. So I'm looking forward to it. Yes, yes. So, go ahead. As we kind of, I'm looking at the time, as we yeah. have about eight or so more minutes left, what have you learned about yourself since you started this business? That's always Ooh. one of my favorite questions to kind of see what people have learned from their experiences and their business. I've learned people talk a lot of shit. No. <laughs> <laughs> It's true. Uh, <laughs> um, no, I've learned. Um, I learned to be more patient and listen to my my customers uh, a lot more. Not saying I'm gonna change stuff overnight, but in the beginning, you know, when you first come out with something, you want to be the best. You want to compete with that person. And I, as as time is going on, I learned that regardless if you came in one day or you've been in for 20 years, that we're all the same. We're all under the same roof. Roof, excuse me, so to speak. Um, and we're all family, you know, everybody knows, I'll tell you what you need to know. Does it mean it's going to happen for you? No. Does it mean it's going to happen for me? No. So I don't mind sharing some of my experiences and it made me very patient, um, to what, where I'm trying to go. So it, it actually, from the beginning, I was like a hundred miles an hour, a hundred miles an hour. Now I'm so calm, you know, I'm like, it's going to happen. I'm not worried. It's working. I'm not worried. So because it's a marathon and I had to get my, my mind in tune to, to a marathon, you know, and it's as we build the brand and actually come out with more sticks, I know it's going to take time for everything to come out right. As we build more family relationships, as I build more relationships with 
customers that I want to be clients, as brick and mortars that I want to be repeat, you know, clients. It's just going to take time, so I don't mind walking slow. So it's helped me just slow down and, and just not stress anymore. So I don't. <laughs> I yeah, don't. for people who want to try your products, where can they find them? Where can they get them? How can oh. they? I got some great news. Everybody's been waiting. So we'll be restocked on uh, the website to be back up on Saturday. So you can yeah. right ahead. Here's like some of your there you go. who need to know what to look for. Yeah. So we'll be back up and running on Saturday. All the lines will be back up. Uh, we got some new stuff coming next week. We got next month. We got uh, some wooden gift boxes for our uh, Friday. For, not for our sample pack, something I did take from all of my uh, people that, that I listened to was like people really appreciated the sample pack, meaning uh -huh. they get all of the brands, the, all the blends in one pack rather than a five pack or, you know, of one. Um, so I'm going to keep that going um, for a long time. So I'm going to, you know, I already got special boxes for those coming. So like I said, we're moving in a nice direction. So, yeah, we'll be back. Website website will be back up Saturday. We'll be restocked up, and uh, I don't have to get a thousand questions. When do we get Carolina Blue? When do we get Carolina Blue? <laughs> so you heard it, and when it's gone, you know we, we got enough coming back to back that it, it shouldn't. We'll be restocked right away, so it's already good to go. I was just testing the waters for, for the, uh, the customs, and that's why we kind of went out of stock because I didn't know how long it was gonna take, but right. now. Everything takes now takes like a week to get it. So I'm happy about that. So I'm happy about that. Drop us what what's your website oh, address? What's definitely. your social media handles? How can people get in touch with you? Carolina Blue Cigars. Everything. Carolina Blue Cigars Twitter. Facebook. LinkedIn. Instagram. Uh, if you want to email me, you just throw a Chris dot Chris at Carolina Blue Cigars dot com and I'll get back with you. One thing I do is I, I, I do get right back to my customers. So everything Carolina Blue Cigars and uh, you, you'll reach me. Leave me a DM or leave a comment. I usually 90 percent of the time answer you back. That's me saying something crazy. But um, hey, I want to be I'm just like everybody else. So that's why that's why I do that. Yeah, and like I said, um, Chris has a story coming up in Tobacco Business Magazine in our September-October issue. So it'll be out digitally on September 1st, and then in print, it will trickle out. <laughs> trickle Wherever out. the mail stream I um, know, right? <laughs> operates, chooses to operate in September, it will trickle out at some point, so it'll be around. So you'll get to read more about Chris's story. And uh, we're going to post that story in its entirety on uh, tobaccobusiness.com sometime in September as well. And then we'll, we'll be doing a follow-up story on in Cigars and Leisure at some point soon um, as well. So um, this definitely is kind of like the start of a lot of <laughs> right. hopefully good, good press. Um, I, I think Amber had a question. Amber, you can reach me at uh, chris at carolinabluecigars.com. Or on Instagram at Carolina Blue Cigars. Either one. Right. There you go. Everything Carolina Blue under the Carolina Blue skies. <laughs> Even though Carolina is being gray skies every night, 
I know. At I'm 6 so 30, that, 7 o'clock. I'm so happy that we have, like, I've had to check to see if I jinx myself, but that we have a blue sky today. And, yeah. and we had a little bit of a blue sky yesterday. So right. I think we're going to get our two days of blue sky before we go back to <laughs> rain, rain and, and rain, cloudiness rain. and humidity and all that usual exactly. North Carolina uh, August, September weather. I thought I was in Florida. I'm like, are we in Florida? Like, I know. Doesn't it like it? <laughs> Am I in the wrong state? But yeah, but yeah, it's been a pleasure, man. I, 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 again, I deeply appreciate it. You know, I've been a fan since the first time I watched you. I, you know, you had all, you had all the power, you had all the power guys on. I'm like, <laughs> wow, like who this guy know? But uh, <laughs> <laughs> who this dude? But you know, it was a good thing. I was like, wow, you doing your thing. I really appreciate it. And you know, thank, thank you for letting me come on and be one of your first small guys. You know, but we all family. But I don't you think know. anybody is small. I no. just think, I think some people get more attention than others. And I think that makes people think that they're small or big, but. Um, you, I didn't want to say that, but you're right. Cause you know, <laughs> I, I, it's a couple of, yeah, we're not going to talk about them, but uh, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, we won't, we won't go there. No, we won't go but, there. <laughs> like I said, thank you so much for being yes. on today. And uh, I hope people enjoyed this and, I know some people will be listening to it and watching it in playback mode. So um, we'll have to do a follow-up in the near future to Definitely. touch on some of these new cigars that uh, Damon was teasing <laughs> yes. on your behalf. I, I can't wait. I'm very excited for that. It's probably going to take us to another level uh, where we need to be. And then I'll chill for a while, let everybody get tired of those, and then I'll make something else. Yeah. So that's how you do it. <laughs> well, thank you. And uh, I look forward to our next encounter. And uh, yes. thank you for being so responsive in your emails because you are one of the best people to deal with <laughs> in emails. Usually I, I'll have to wait 24 hours or more. Thank you. <laughs> um, you're pretty quick about getting back to me. So I appreciate that. And like I said, I look forward to our next encounter whenever that is. Hopefully it's sooner rather than later. Thank you. And I'll be safe, everybody. Mask up, mask up. <laughs> exactly. So we can get back to normal. <laughs> exactly. Talk to you guys right. later. Have a great day. All right, you too.